0: It's time to dive into the latest news and updates from the Vegas Golden Knights. This is Nighttime at Noon on Fox Sports Las Vegas. And great to have you with us here from our studios at downtown Summerlin City National Arena, k On a Monday, the Golden Knights getting uh, back to it here after the NHL's All-Star break and the VGK bye week. Dave Gosher with Gary Lawless here on this Monday. I'm going to open it up with an announcement. I did not move west for driving rain in mid 40s in uh, early February. <laughs> I could have stayed in the Northeast, but uh, nonetheless, uh, we press on here. What'd you do? So, what's are you? You've got to work tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow's game's on ESPN Plus. So, I'm trying to ease my way back into this. I'm tired. Um, how was your break? What'd you do?
1: Uh, my break was excellent. Yep. Uh, lots of stuff with my daughter, which is uh, you know sometimes in the season you miss some stuff, but uh, got to, got to take in. Uh, all of her hockey and some school stuff. I went to a wedding, and uh, the officiant was uh, none other than David C. Gosher. was the man. poor. Poor. Man, am I right? No, I was actually, uh, <laughs> I want to give uh, you your props. Uh, you know, and celebrities like you right. are involved in other people's events. Sometimes yeah. they, they have a tendency to make it about themselves. No, you did not do that. That's you, good. You stayed on... Uh, you stayed on script. You did. You know. You added some flourish, which uh, you, you you should. They didn't hire you just to be run of the mill. Right. They they wanted they wanted someone good, and they got it. It That's, was uh, uh, the wedding was beautiful, and uh, I got to see some friends. I kind of had. Uh, well, Darren Millard says I failed. I had what you call damp January, I guess, or dry. it was supposed to be dry yeah, January. Yeah, yeah. But I, you know, I had a glass of wine at a dinner. You know, in mid month, and then we went to New York City, and I had uh, had a beer and a Jameson's at uh, at dinner with you and Shane. Yeah, uh, and then that was it. That was all the booze I had. Uh, so then uh, on Saturday night, because well, it turns out that it was a family member of Shane, and he was buying. Yes. he was buying the booze. Daughter, so a daughter. Yeah, yes. I was. I, I was trying to drink as much as I could to you so went off Shane's, the rails. To run up Shane's bill Saturday. I would have. Not really.
0: No question. No, I would have. No. in my little. So Shane's daughter Teagan, lovely yeah, girl, great uh, great girl, and her now husband Kobe. Congratulations to them, and just an honor to to uh, officiate their wedding the other day. So in the, in my little thingy in the little ceremony. Right near the beginning, I said, before we get to the I do's and the open bar, Shane, by the yes, way, yes. which lasted until 10 1030. I encourage everyone to go plan accordingly by 1025 and drive up Shane's bill because he hadn't spent enough money just yet on the uh, on the nuptials. But no, it was a blast. It was a great time. It yeah, he had a, a ton of people, as you might imagine, in from Canada, from Manitoba. So uh, a lot of fun. And um, and as they say, now the you know the Golden Knights trying to to get back into it here a little bit. We have confirmed the birthday boy is uh, says right here on my text machine is going to join us today. Nick Wah is Excellent. going to come here at 27 years young. So he will join us on the program. He's else, still young. He's still yeah. It's I I thought I was like. I don't know if I thought he was older or not. Somebody kind of threw out a higher number. I said, I don't know if he's that old. 27 well, is still. I thought he was 27. But, yeah, it, but yeah. when
1: when it's thrown at you again, uh, he's still a young man. And, like I think, just kind of really reaching the height of his powers. And right now, probably playing the best hockey of his career. And maybe before the break, well, in my opinion, I said a couple for a number of games, he was the best player on the ice. Yeah. He, was there, he was very impactful. And
0: jumped in. Where they really needed him, right? When Jack Eichel spot on that line with Marcia Soe and barberchev
1: He's the number one center for yeah. the Vegas Golden Knights right Yeah, so happy birthday to
0: Nick Waugh. He will, uh, whether fortunately or unfortunately, join us for some of his birthday here <laughs> on K10. we will also uh, hoping to uh, hear from head coach Bruce Cassidy, his live um, mm-hmm. post-practice media availability. The Golden Knights got back yesterday, got a practice in. They just finished another one here today. And uh, just a quick update from that practice. Good news, William Carlson in a regular jersey today, centering a line with Michael Amadio on one side. They had either Brendan Brisson or Sheldon Rempel on the other. Uh, Ben Hutton, non-contact red, but back uh, with the team as well. Um, And then their fourth line, consisted of of, uh, Brett Howden, Keegan Colasar, Jonas Ronbjerg back up. But, you know, of all that, obviously, William Carlson, he's been so good again this year. He's been out. Right after, Winter Classic was his last game, right? So you're yeah. talking just over a month, but back in a regular jersey at practice today.
1: He was in a regular jersey yesterday as well, and uh, so, like, my assumption, and, you know, Bruce will, if we get to carry him live, we'll probably uh, shed better light on it than this, but you have to think he's playing tomorrow night, which yeah. is uh, he was playing some of the best hockey of his career when, uh, uh, when he got injured and has been... Uh, you know, just tremendous for the Golden Knights. Well, he's been tremendous for seven years, seven yep. seasons. But uh, uh, had uh, elevated things offensively. Um, continued uh, his elite two way play. I was listening to somebody talk the other day about you know the best two way centers in the NHL, and they're listing them all off, and I'm like, and and they and never mentioned William Carlson. Yeah. And uh, it, it is to me um, one of the the great shames of. You know, players playing on the west coast and it's funny that most of my time uh it, you know covering the nhl was from when i was in winnipeg prior to coming here and you're right in the middle so you do watch the eastern eastern games and you do watch the late games a lot of people on the east they watch the first set of games and then it's it's 10:30 uh wherever they are and they go to sleep and they don't watch uh the western conference games and you know, as a result, some players are a secret. It took Drew Doughty a long time to win an Norris Trophy. I don't even know if he deserved it the year he won it. It was like it was almost like yeah, we missed him a couple of years ago when he should have won it. We were going to give it to him this year. Uh, Carlson should have been. Uh, Far more prevalent in the Selkie conversation throughout his career and uh, his time in Vegas than he has been, in my opinion.
0: They did lose a player uh, off waivers, right? Or two yeah. waivers in Braden Pahal. So uh, he goes to Calgary, and there was a video that made its uh, rounds on Twitter yesterday of him saying goodbye to his teammates, right? Here at CNA, coming out to the bench area where he had just gotten the news. So, you know, a player that the Golden Knights signed as an undrafted free agent out of the Western League in Prince Albert. What do you make of The Golden Knights losing him. Is this kind of a numbers issue here? Yeah.
1: You know, they just have... uh, It's funny. The old expression is to win the Stanley Cup, you need 10 defensemen because, you know, guys block shots, guys, they do a lot of things uh, which (laughs) can result in them getting hurt. And you have to have NHL-caliber defensemen to win. And so you need, you know, you need three or four in reserve. Well, Vegas... Uh, you know you say Ben Hutton is is returning Mira Manoff was out there today uh, Tobias bjornfoot was also out there today uh, you know decisions are going to have to be made uh, and made in in the interim and uh, Mira Manoff had been in Henderson on a on a conditioning stint and and my guess is that it had expired so they had to bring him back and that they needed to make room for him uh, and Braden placed on waivers i got to talk to him briefly yesterday uh you know listen you, you will cover the ground signed here has uh, an undrafted free agent uh really good player in henderson for the silver knights made his way to the nhl bruce cassidy trusted him uh used him uh quite a bit last year his name's on the stanley cup Uh, He dressed in playoff games for for the Vegas Golden Knights. And then, uh, you know, numbers, he got pushed out here. He'll go to Calgary, and he'll be in the lineup. Uh, I texted with some of their management folks uh, just to say what a good young man they were getting. And their response was, we're getting a really good player, and we can't wait to watch him continue to grow.
0: We'll come back to the Braden Bahal-Bruce Cassidy's uh, press conference here underway at City National Arena. We're going to pick that up live here on KTAN.
2: To April. You know, and you hope if you're in a good enough position the last few days in April you're not sweating it out to the end. It's something to play for probably, but you're not. You're in a pretty good spot. You feel like um, if you don't get some breaks and lose some games. So that's kind of, we're in the stretch now. We're at 50 yeah, for the next probably 25-30 games. That's our, our goal for our team. Let's button up and not, let's not give points away anymore because you played mismanaged pucks, things that you can easily correct. If the other team's better than you, they're better than you, but you know, don't give away points that you look back on that were you beat yourself basically. So that's kind of the mode I'd, I hope our team's in and it requires a little more focus and uh, a little more attention to detail. <clears throat> Bruce got to go, you got in here on sixteen game just to you a couple things. First, what's the longest streak you've kinda of been a part of? So we had one at the start, so I'll go with recent history. Last year I think we we started well too, but I don't know know if there was 10 in a row or whatever it was. It wasn't 16, I know that, because they would have said it might have been a record. (laughs) So what's going through your mind is usually as a coach, how are we winning? Are we doing it the right way uh, or not? Are we getting lucky? Are we playing half a game, quarters of a game? Uh, So there's a little bit of that for a coach. You want to make sure it's not... um, You know, smoke and mirrors that you can sustain it. So that's what you're always looking for. I thought the start of the year this year we played 30 to 40 minutes and were able to pull it off for whatever reason. We're getting timely goals, timely saves. I don't think any team's really hitting the ground run at the start of the year where they're 100% on their game. So it was a little bit of that. We were good enough in spots, found ways to win because we're a good team and our players would step up. And then it caught up to us. Uh, We started losing some games and actually played a little better some nights but because of what happened earlier so that the law of averages I guess I always found that towards the end of a streak good or bad you can almost tell when it's going to end because you're really getting lucky. if you're on a winning streak if you're on a losing streak it's almost the opposite you're out playing the team and you lose three to two because the other guy stopped 50 shots and you hit three person, but you know you're coming out of it that's the way I've always looked at streaks and um, that's what happened to us I thought we weren't playing as well as we should be and at the end it showed and teams you know, caught us
0: there season,
2: or there well there's motivation to beat Edmonton they because they're in our division we'd like to stay ahead of them we'd like to you know keep accumulating points so I'd say it's more about that I don't think anybody's gonna care five years from now if we ended a, a chance to break a record I think Edmonton and, and Pittsburgh in this case probably care the most you know so for us it's it's less about that and probably just more we want to beat a good hockey team and there's certain games during the year that you can use as measuring sticks or statements whatever you f- you use the adjective and usually the division rival which i think we're becoming with edmonton um you know is going to be one of those games for us it's colorado a little bit of dallas because we've started to play play them in the playoffs vancouver no because they weren't there with us but that could become one but uh I think it was San Jose years ago for Vegas before I got here but you know now that's kind of dissipated. <laughs> I think as I said they just want to beat them uh, there was a bit of there, there was bad blood last year so I don't know that they came in here on a two-game streak I think we'd have the same approach I really do because they're not concerned as I said about the streaks it has nothing to do with us I would think Edmonton I'd be surprised they don't want to talk about a Probably because it becomes a bit of a let's let's taboo thing if you do maybe I like talking about a shutout in the third period for a goalie so maybe they're just like well, we don't want to talk about it, but I got a feeling they know. And why wouldn't they? You should enjoy it. I mean, it might set a record. I mean, it's not a record that you're going to sit there and, and, and say, well, this is the greatest of all time. It's a record. So, and you're part of that. So you should feel pride in it. I would if I was in that locker room. Um, so deep down, I feel like they want to do it uh, more than just get the two points because it's really hard to do. There's a reason it's a record, right? No one else has done it. So that would be my guess over there, but I'm not in the locker room. But our guys, I don't, I bet there's some guys that didn't even know. I bet that, you know, that, that's how players are a little bit. They're in their own world a little bit in season. They know who's doing well and who's not, but they might not know the exact details of every team and where they're at. Uh, those type of things. Uh, i feel we'll get a good effort i think our guys needed this break we were running on fumes at the end uh, finished on the road two to backs i think it was it showed in detroit we didn't play play great we had to really push in new york to to get points so for us i think they'll be refreshed long year last year short. so this break probably meant more to us and and maybe florida or you know whatever teams that played a little longer that are going through injuries means a little more. Edmonton, probably, my guess is, would have rather just kept right going, right, when you're winning, and they're healthy, so two different teams in two different places, but I believe, to answer your question, our guys, we had good energy yesterday, I think it's a tight-knit group, so they're, even though some of them went away with each other, some didn't, they're happy to see each other, be around each other, start start with the chirping again, um, and so that part of it has, has been good energy, and I, I think we'll be we'll play fine tomorrow, we're going to have to be better than fine, but I, to answer your question, I, I'm not I don't see us laying an egg tomorrow because we have been off. Uh, I think our effort will be there, whether we execute well enough. I mean, that depends on a lot of different things, right? <clears throat> yeah, Hill came back last trip. Amadio came back. Um, Carlson's skating. We anticipate he'll play. That'll be a decision made tomorrow. Um, but nobody else coming in. But there are other guys that are back skating on their own. So that's a. Positive steps, what their timeline is, I don't know yet. No, we're going to play the 6D we ended with, um, is our plan for tomorrow, which is Korzak basically in Theodore's spot. Yeah. Can
1: I get your opinion on just uh, with, you know going back to the Olympics and how important it is for some of those guys? And, you know,
2: they've missed two, and some of those guys have been really pushing. They want to play the best contestant. I, I imagine the same thing in hear some guys before. Just a thought on Yes. I think every player, I would say 99.9 would want to represent their – I'd say 100. I mean, who doesn't want to represent their – they've been there before and had a really poor experience maybe or something to that effect. Uh, you know, they're, 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 they have a lot of pride, every guy in this league, and they'd want to do it. Um, would be my thought. I know as a coach – I've never, you know, I I was going to be on Team Canada's coaching staff and it was really disappointed and I'm just, you know, I'm not playing, they're playing. So I can imagine the disappointment they had. So I think everyone's probably in the same boat there, especially the guys that missed because now they're aging out a little bit of the selection process. Um, Those are the guys I feel for because they might have missed an opportunity. I guess they'll see when when who gets uh, gets picked down down the road.
1: What about having, like, yeah, you know what? That,
2: that That is different than the Olympics, but I think the guys will enjoy it. It's different. Um, but if you're doing both teams every two years, like, say, McDavid, who's still younger the younger guys, Makar and those, you know, that might do it five or six every second year, they might have an opinion on that. Um, so I, I don't know on that one. But I, it's good for hockey. Everyone wants to see best on best um, I think the World Cups have generated as much attention as the Olympics sometimes more because of the time they're on even like I know the the one the US one and much was in Montreal they beat Canada um, the American team like that was a that was one of those right it was you know so and that people still talk about that so um, and it wasn't an Olympic so sometimes they're almost more viewed because just because of the I mean, where they're played <clears throat> Thanks,
0: Good. thank you all right so that is Golden knight's head coach bruce cassidy his uh post-practice media availability lots to pick through we will do that for you momentarily but before that uh, fans reminded for you with the super bowl in town there is action across the valley including at the dollar loan center in henderson check out the celebrity sweat flag football challenge on thursday or aew collision pro wrestling on saturday visit TheDollarLoanCenter.com for tickets and more details. Dave Gosher, Gary Lawless with you, nighttime at noon. We'll get to what uh, the head coach had to say and uh, lots more. And, uh, again, uh, Nick Wall will join the program as well. K-Tan with you on Fox Sports Las Vegas. We're back to nighttime at noon on your home for the Vegas Golden Knights, Fox Sports Las Vegas. And great to have you with us here on this rainy Monday in the Valley, nighttime at noon, Dave Gosher, Gary Lawless, and uh, great to have you with us as well on all of our team's digital channels. The Foley Food and Wine Society was created to celebrate three of Bill and Carol Foley's greatest passions world class wines, exceptional cuisine, and magnificent travel destinations. Members of the Society will have access to the entire portfolio of properties around the world and have exclusive opportunity to join like minded individuals who seek to experience the finer things in life. Check it out. Join it for free today. Go to Foley Food and Wine com. Lots to get through, Gary, from uh, Bruce Cassidy's uh, press conference here. And in no particular order, uh, so the Edmonton Oilers are here tomorrow, right? And... I was saying to you off the air, so they've tied Columbus's record of 16 straight wins. I had no recollection of Columbus winning 16 in a row back in the 16-17 season, but it says here on the laptop they did.
1: Columbus and Pittsburgh. And
0: Pittsburgh. Yeah. No, 16. Well, 16 for Columbus. They've tied Columbus's record. I Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh won 16 as well. 17.
1: 17. Oh, sorry. Yeah. yeah, so, yeah trying to tied tie Columbus. Pittsburgh all time tomorrow. Exactly. Yeah. Sorry. Yes. I so,
0: apologize. yeah, the Oilers had 16 in a row, and I— I found it hard to believe those Oilers teams in the 80s didn't rip off 16-18, but uh they won a bunch of cups anyway. Well,
1: but the other thing that got in their way would like there were ties back then. Right, so this right. is wins. Like yep. the Flyers went uh 36 or th- 37 undefeated. They had right. ties. Right. Right? So uh like the Penguins, they won 17 in a row. Their streak ends with a tie. They tied somebody 6-6. Yeah. Six, six back in that era. Yeah. That would have been <laughs> six fun. Six to six. You know, like that with yeah. Tom Barrasso and Nett and Lemieux and Yager and, uh, you know, all those great players. Uh, they didn't even win the cup that year in right. 92-93. The Canadians won. so and They were uh, going
0: for the three-peat, right? And they got beat by the Islanders in seven in overtime. Yeah, the so. Islanders.
1: Uh, and then, uh, you know, Pierre Tergeron was the real driving force for the Islanders. and uh I like Dale Hunter knocked him out of the playoffs with a yeah. yeah, sure cross-check. It
0: <laughs> so and it's amazing how far the Oilers, the amount of ground they've had to make oh, up, boy. right? They started 2-7-1. So my but my rough math since the coaching change, Chris Knobloch taking over, they've gone 26-6 and six with him behind the bench, including now that's winning 16 in a row. But they're still behind the Golden Knights and Vancouver in the Pacific Division.
1: And Bruce was talking about uh, this a little bit yesterday. And he said, well, they've changed the way they defend. And it wasn't Knobloch. It was Jay Woodcroft. After the Golden Knights knocked the Oilers out last year, they said, okay, we got to be more like them. So they changed the way they defend. They 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 play the same way as the Golden Knights now. And yeah. Bruce said, you know, I recognize it. I've coached it for 15 years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so, th- that, so, you know, I, I think, you know, Woodcroft kind of, I think they were struggling just like the Golden Knights did a little bit to figure out how to play that style and for it to, you know, to accept it and to trust it. And because there are some things you do in it, like, you know, the puck may stay in your zone and kind of zip around the perimeter for quite a while. You might even get some shots from the perimeter, but it, it so long as you're protecting that the, the interior, it's okay. It takes a while to get used to. And then McDavid was hurt. Uh, it, yeah. You know, so a, a lot of things kind of happen at once. All of a sudden they start, Skinner has been on a real tear. He's been fantastic. It sounds like they've, you know, Paul Coffey jumped behind the bench alongside Knobloch, and, he, you know, he has worked with the D, and I think, you know, really kind of helped them figure out how to play this system that uh, uh, that they're playing. And, you know, that... Listen, I fully admit I was questioning whether they were going to be a playoff team because it it just didn't – you couldn't figure out how they were going to turn things around. And then they played – McDavid played Hurt uh, at the Heritage Classic. He was still kind of – he came back early. And then after that, they kind of really went on, their,
0: went on their tear. So they, they like the Golden Knights, have been on the bye, right? So their first game yeah. out of it is tomorrow here at T-Mobile Arena. They're still five points behind Vegas in the Pacific, but they've got a five-point cushion now in a playoff spot in the West uh, due to do the Oilers. So uh, as of today, they're third in the Pacific. And we'll get to L.A. later. They make a coaching change. The Kings and the Blues are, are the wild card teams. I did want to put a – uh, just a bow, a little bit, Gary. On we talked about Braden Paul, the Golden Knights losing to Calgary on waivers yesterday. To your point, you know they've got ten defensemen in the mix right now, right? That the six that you heard Bruce Cassidy talk about um, that they they ended before the buy with. They're expected to play tomorrow. Those six, Shea Theodore. See when he's going to return here, coming off surgery. Ben Hutton back skating, albeit non-contact Reds and Ilmar Manoff. You'd have to clear waivers. Yeah. If they send him to Henderson and and Toby Bjornfoot, who's you know he, he played and got injured, so they have ten. So you wonder why, you know, Pahal. Well, isn't that what are you going to do? You can't. It's a lot of guys to keep. Too many to keep.
1: It, it, well, it is. You know, you have salary cap issues. Yeah. You have contract issues. Uh, lots of you know, there's still there's more to come here because, um, uh, the, you know, they potentially could carry eight. Uh, they could not carry nine. So, um, you know right now, once Hutton and bjornfoot are allowed to you know once they can are cleared and rejoin the roster you know you're you're gonna be at at eight and then you know Theodore you would think is a little farther down the road because he's not skating with the team uh at some point in time somebody they're gonna have to try and send somebody back uh to henderson Caden Korzak is an n h l player and a really good one right now. He does not require waivers. He could go back to uh, go back to Henderson. So that uh, um, you know that that you know that'll, that'll be a conversation between Kelly McCrimmon and and Bruce Cassidy because you know Bruce has choices tonight and he's 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 putting back in. Yeah. Which tells you a lot of it. What do you think so?
0: Jumped in Shea Theodore spot, right? Yes. He's been been playing excellent. with with Braden McNabb. So uh, we'll step aside here nighttime at noon. He said uh, we're expected to be joined by Nick Wai here on the show. And you heard Bruce Cassidy. He was asked several questions about uh, during this All-Star weekend, the NHL announcing they're going back to the Olympics in 2026 and in 2030. There's also going to be a Four Nations tournament held in 2025, so we're going to get to all of that, a lot of different things, the possibility of expansion, relocation, where does all that stand as well, so uh, lots of that to cover. Before we step aside, we want to remind you that if you ever wanted to own a piece of VGK history, VGK Authentics is the official channel for game-used items coming off the ice, from game-used pucks to game-worn jerseys and everything in between. Owning something from your favorite Golden Knights player has never been so easy, shop vgk authentics on vegasteamstore.com today you can come to the arsenal at city national arena or at the vgk authentics kiosk behind section 10 at t-mobile arena during all golden knights home games david lawless nick Wobble will join us here in a little bit and we're going to get to a lot of other news around the nhl after this on fox sports las vegas
1: Live from City National Arena,
0: this is Nighttime at Noon on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Golden Knights getting back at it here after the NHL All-Star weekend. And their bye week, they'll take on the Edmonton Oilers tomorrow night here at T-Mobile Arena. Of course, uh, Edmonton going for 17 straight wins. And for the Golden Knights, you know, this was the, the point last year where they really took off post-All-Star break and all the way to the Stanley Cup. We'll see if history repeats itself or not. We're happy to be joined on the show by the birthday
3: boy, Nick Wah. It's 27,
0: 27 feel 27? Do you feel any older today than you did yesterday?
3: Yeah, it seems like uh, one year older. It's it makes a big difference, but really it's just uh, it's just one day, pretty much. You're getting up there.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> twenty seven. <Yeah. laughs> how did you say happy birthday? I didn't, I can barely you speak know,
1: English. Joyeux
0: Is that right? Yeah, That's
1: good. Yeah. Is that right? Okay,
3: yeah. All right, good. Hey, how was the uh, what you how was the break? What'd you do? What's uh, what'd you do the last week or so? Uh, we went to Mexico with a um, bunch of guys on the team. Um, I think Hager was there. Whitey, um, Huddy was there too. Um, we had Nicole, Coley was there. there so we had we had a big uh, bunch with all the girlfriends and wives, and okay. we had a good time for sure. Uh, spent some time on the beach, a couple of nice dinners and uh yeah, it was fun. White
0: Cloud said what's the area you went to, uh how do you say it? Pontamita. Pontamita, yeah. He yeah. said he was really looking forward to it. So that's great. That's great. Yeah, that was a good time good for stuff. sure. Good stuff.
1: What's the day like and uh, what's the day in Mexico like for Nick Sleep uh, in, yeah. like uh, you know, it's uh
3: especially the first uh, the first couple of days after uh, after that trip we had in New York and we also flew the the next morning pretty much so we didn't have that much sleep so the first couple of days we we slept in but um will no, go uh, go on the beach um have have a a couple drink a nice uh, quesadilla there uh, by the beach or by the pool and and have uh, have nice uh, nice talks with the boys
1: frozen margarita uh, corona what's the uh
3: um i'm more a beer uh, type of guys over there was uh modelo pacificos uh, yeah, sure. yeah. Yeah.
0: and in the water do you or do you just stay on the beach do you take a, do you make it a quick stay in the water or how do you work it
3: um we we actually spent a lot of time at the pool yeah. um we didn't we didn't go that much in the water it was a lot of uh, i mean in the at yeah, the beach it was a lot of of waves there uh so no I uh, just spent as much time at, at the sun there and and go for for a little swim sometimes
0: are you ocean or lake or pool what's your preference
3: uh, that's a tough one um, I guess coming from where I'm from from back home we have so many lakes uh, yeah. so go uh, go fishing or uh, um, yeah, spend some time in the lake is always fun
1: do you uh, do the competitive like you're a very competitive person obviously you're playing professional sports you turn it off for a little bit, but at, you know, is there a beach volleyball game going on and you're like, uh, you know, you guys get into something like that or is it, is it all completely relaxing?
3: No, Gary, there's always that part that, that stays with us. Um, for that trip, it was cards. Oh, yeah? Obviously, when we were at the, at the pool or, or at the beach, we, we had the cards going. So, uh, so the guys are always a little competitive, competitive with that.
1: You're good at cards, I'm told.
3: Uh, I'm actually not the greatest at three, well, one of the games we play because I haven't played the uh, for that long. Some guys like I would say I don't like to say that, but Huddy's Huddy's pretty good. Uh, I'd say maybe a little bit better at poker. Poker is your game. Poker is my game. Yeah. Excellent.
0: Who's the most? You know, we see the guys on the plane like certain guys always they'll play right different card games. Who's the most competitive of
3: the group? Uh, I gotta say marchie i mean we have we have two tables going i 'm um, on the first one uh, the closest to the exit, and the other tables a little a little further and we always hear marchie Marchi screamings when when he when he wins a, a hand, so uh, yeah, I have to go with him
1: we, we last year when Kessel was on the team, they would get in arguments like whatever was it like we 'd be at the we 're at the very back of the plane, and every once in a while. You and your Marchi so just screaming at Phil. Phil would never just. I think you would just kind of like keep throwing the bait at him because it was. You never heard him screaming.
3: No, Phil is not a uh, as loud as Marci, but uh, too really competitive guy. And when Phil uh, Phil wasn't winning, he's was pretty uh, pretty quiet. He doesn't like he's uh, getting a little a uh, little mad there. And Marci Marchie tries to to get him going, so he keeps uh, tripping him. So it was uh, yeah.
1: I remember walking by
0: one day, Ed Kessel said to Marcia, so I'm going to beat the heck out of you for a million dollars right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I believe that. <laughs> so when you get back here yesterday, you get back on the ice, is it just kind of you pick up where you left off with the guys, and is it the chirps right away, and is it like you just never miss a beat? Is that how it works?
3: Yeah, I think especially because the guys were, were excited to be back, right? Yeah. We we had a pretty tough schedule before uh, before the, the break there, a lot of games. Um, so a little break. I think the guys are refreshed. They're happy to go again. So, yeah, I think the the trips were were going for sure yesterday.
0: Where do you I'm to, Where do you, what do you make as to where you guys are at right now? I mean, you come off the cup. Seemed like the first half of the season, maybe going to Christmas. The schedule was a real grind. Did this little breather come at a good time for the group?
3: Yeah, I think so. Especially with obviously the the injuries we had, um, it's helping getting getting some guys back for sure. Um, I think we had a little stretch there before around Christmas time, or a little bit before Christmas. We didn't play as good as we'd like, but I think lately we found ways to to win with all the guys that were out of the lineup. So, um, but you look at last year; I think we played our best hockey after the All Star break. So, um, it's the last stretch, and we'll we'll try to do the same this year.
1: You know, we watch every night, and you know Dave on the TV side, and uh, myself on the radio side, and we're you no know, we're commenting. On what what's in front of us and i two or three times in the last little stretch i Waugh, once again best player on the ice for the golden Knights. are you playing the best of your career right now
3: uh i'm i mean i'm I'm feeling really good um obviously playing with marchie and Barbie helps a uh, helps a lot they're making a lot of plays out there, and with all the guys that are all the lineup, I get obviously a better better chance I'm playing a lot a lot more as well so uh i I'm, I'm feeling good that's for sure
1: does it click in in for you at some point in time where like you're big you're you're strong and you you can really hold the puck does it click at some point in time you know where you're like you know i'm better than a lot of those guys on the other side i can dominate like does that seep into you at some point in time
3: yeah it does i always had that confidence in myself Uh, but obviously like i said the more ice time you play the better you feel also when the um, the points are are coming. It helps. Uh, it helps confidence and and uh, gives you that little push that you know you can uh, you can do it even more. So uh, I've been I've been feeling really good, and I think that's when I play my best hockey. It's when I make uh, I make plays. I'm I'm patient with the puck. I protect the puck, and I think that's yeah, that's where I'm I'm at my best.
0: Do you have a tendency, Nick, to try to make more plays just because you have different line mates? You know, you with Marsh so and Barbashev as opposed to. You've been attached at the hip here for a few years with Carrier and, and Kolasar. Are you conscious of trying to make more plays because you're playing higher up in the lineup? How does that work?
3: Um, a little bit. I guess the role is a little bit different. Obviously, um, you look at those four guys, everybody can make plays there. They're all NHL players and they're really good NHL players. So um, it's just when you look at when I play with Will and, and Coley, we're trying to bring energy. We're trying to bring physicality. Um, hard to play against where uh, when I play with uh, Marchie and and Barbie, I think we're making more plays, especially on the entry. We're trying to keep control and, and make, making more plays that way, Uh, trying to keep more park possession. So it's a little bit different for sure.
1: Is this tomorrow night's game bigger than let's face Bruce, just said it in his little chat with the media. He said there's bad blood last year. Uh, You went in there this year, you lost to them uh, in, in overtime. Um, is this is are the Oilers one of your big rivals?
3: Oh yeah, for sure. What what happened especially in the in the playoffs last year, I think it was it was our, our toughest uh, matchup as well. Um they have a really good team. They're obviously going for it, so uh and they're in our division. So they're obviously coming in here with a lot of uh obviously they win they won seventeen in a row, so they they, they obviously want to keep it going, but it's our plan to to, to stop it, play our best hockey and uh, it's going to be a good match for sure.
0: Don't give them too much credit. They've only won sixteen in a row. Oh, 16.
3: Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Hopefully, it doesn't get <laughs> yeah, to seventeen. No, it won't Jeez, get there. <laughs> Way
0: to go. <laughs> <laughs> so we mentioned you playing up with Marchisio and Bar-Bashav. Uh We'll see how it unfolds tomorrow. If you, you know, if you're out there at the same time with with somebody like a david McDavid, if if and when that happens, how do you how do you approach it from your standpoint?
3: Um. Obviously, it's. I think when you're playing against those top guys. Uh, whether it's McDavid or dry silo, they, they want to they wanna create turnovers and go the other way. So you've got to be mindful of that when they're on the ice. Um, don't make any turnovers, especially at both blue lines, because it's going to come back quick. So, um, But I think at the same time, just, just play your game. Um, I think if you spend as much time in the offensive zone, they're going to be defending. So I think it's a good, uh, it's a good way to, to approach it, too. You're 27 now.
1: The day when you got traded, it was in the off-season, 22, I think you were right, or 21 or 22 when that happened. What went through your mind, like, right, like, was it like, oh, boy, Carolina's given up on me or Vegas wants me? What was your first reaction?
3: Um, no, for me, I really saw it as a as a new opportunity. Um, obviously, I played against uh, the Wolves in the, in the final in the AHL a couple, couple months before, so I knew uh, I knew they saw me play there, so I figured they uh, they, they liked the the way I play, and uh, also I, the team was real like it was there after two years, so it was pretty much a, a new team as well. So I knew um, it was a really good opportunity for me.
1: You've grown up here now, right? It's, like it's all of your a lot of your changes have happened with the Vegas Golden Knights.
3: Yeah, it's been uh, it's been unreal uh, all those years. Um, I have only good things to say about this organization. Uh, from top to bottom, um, it's been it's been unreal for for real for those uh, last five years.
0: Was the break more beneficial mentally or physically for you, or a mixture?
3: Mm, I'd say I'd say a mix, a mix of both. Yeah. Uh, a little bit banged up from that trip in New York, I would say, but not not too bad. But uh, the mental part of it, also, I would say, uh, is big for sure. Did
1: you Get to say goodbye to Brandon Pahal yesterday.
3: Yeah, I did. Um we're lo- losing a, a big shol- soldier there. Um I think it's it's good for him. I think he's gonna have a, a new opportunity. I think he, he deserves to play in this league, so um I'm happy for him but um I mean it's 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 sad to see him go.
1: A different bond you have with guys that when your names are together on the Stanley Cup, you're well what did Fred Chiro say? Win tonight and we walk together yeah. we walk together forever.
3: Exactly. He's part uh he's part of it and uh, all those guys were we're gonna remember forever. So uh, yeah, it was uh, like I said, it's, it's sad, but it's a good opportunity for him.
0: Last one for you. What's the birthday celebration look like? What's on tap for later today and tonight?
3: Not much. Uh, I'm probably maybe gonna treat myself with a little chipotle for 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 lunch. Uh, I don't know. Maybe <laughs> nothing but the best. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know. A nice, uh, nice dinner, a nice dinner. Nice a nice cake. Maybe uh, not too much because we have a big game tomorrow, but. Uh no nothing crazy.
0: I love Chipotle. Enjoy Chipotle. <laughs> yeah, I will. <laughs> That's great. Right. Nick. Thank you for your time. Appreciate <laughs> it. Big splurge. Yeah, yeah. Nice. <laughs> Happy thank birthday you. again. Thanks, Nick. Nick Wad joining us here, turning 27 years old today. We'll continue. Lots more to come. We're going to talk about the uh, NHL, back to the Olympics, international hockey, and uh, some interesting moves here in the during the buy time. Uh, the LA Kings firing their coach. A couple of trades have been made as well. After this on Fox Sports Las Vegas. We're back to nighttime at noon on your home for the Vegas Golden Knights, Fox Sports Las Vegas. Final segment here of Nighttime at Noon on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Of course, part of the Foley entertainment group AFC Bournemouth is climbing the table in the English Premier League where they take on some of the best football teams in the world. Show your support for the Cherries by catching their matches via stream on NBC's Premier League coverage of streaming on Peacock. Make sure to also visit the Arsenal at City National Arena to pick up some Bournemouth merch, including jerseys, scarves, and lots more. To learn more and be a part of the club's exciting new era. Make sure to visit afcb.co.uk up the cherries.
1: You rock this you rock the uh Rock the – I'm pretty loud here all of a sudden. Yeah, he's
0: very loud. Yeah, yeah. You need lower, lower, Gary. You rock the – Maybe uh, mute. mute.
1: You, <laughs> you rock the scarf every once in a while.
0: I do, I, especially when they gave it to us that first time for free. We had to <laughs> wear them on TV. It was great. Uh, so we, we kind of mentioned it a couple times here, Gary. Uh, exciting news, you know, during the All-Star yeah. week here that uh, in terms of NHL players returning to international competition – And I guess we'll just start with the Olympics. They were supposed to go, NHL players and coaches, including Bruce Cassidy, in 2022 to Beijing. They had to pull out due to the pandemic, but uh, announced they will go back now to Milan in 2026. Looks like it'll be Nice, France in 2030. So when they get back in 26, it'll be the first time for NHL players since 2014 in, in Sochi. So exciting news. And, you know, Gary Bettman said, look, this was... This was something that was really, really important to the players, and they reached an agreement. Marty Walsh, of course, uh, is still relatively new on the job as the head of the Players Association, and the uh, the NHL is back in the Olympics coming up here in a couple of years.
1: Yeah, you know, I guess, you know, they're going to play the Four Nations uh, tournament next year, and that will be, you know, Canada, U.S., the Swedes, and Finland, the Finns. So... You know, right off the bat, you know, Jack Eichel will play for Team USA. Um, you would think that, you know, Shea Theodore, Mark Stone, Alex Petrangelo would all get a look from uh, from Team Canada. Uh, you know, William Carlson for for the Swedes. I don't think Vegas doesn't have any Finnish players no. uh, on the roster right now. Um, you know, so that's just, you know, off the top of, uh, of your head. But the other part of it that, you know, Bruce mentioned... He was on the coaching staff. They were supposed to play in in Beijing in 22, Mm -hmm. and it was canceled. So, uh, you know, Doug Armstrong was the GM of Team Canada at that time, and, you know, they name it ahead of time because of the cycle. Uh, So my guess is the management and coaching group for Team Canada and Team USA will be named for the the four nations and they'll probably carry over. Uh you know, I guess if the if the if it's a a disaster for one of those two countries, uh they might, you know, they might make some changes. Certainly if you win, you'd bring the same people back. The point my the point I'm making is, you know, Kelly McCrimmon will be in the mix to be named the general manager of Team Canada. He yeah. he has a past with Hockey Canada. Uh since he joined the NHL, um you know, it's him or Julian Brisebois, uh, has been the most successful uh, GM in the NHL over over that span of time. So you know, and then of course Bruce is right there with John Cooper, uh, has having the, well John Cooper, Jared Bednar, and Bruce Cassidy. They all you know they all have win points percentages well into the six fifties uh, in their time in the NHL. So. I think those guys are are all in the mix to be named head coach. I guess if you were doing it tomorrow, uh, well, I don't know if it's if it's yep. Bruce or John. It's uh, it's it's very close in my mind, and I guess if it's Kelly, it's Bruce. Probably <laughs> if it's Julian Bruce Bois, it's uh, it's going to be John. But um, I think that'll be a really interesting sort of. You know, phase to see how that all goes in the in, in the next little while.
0: Four Nations uh, face off is in February, so a year now, right? Yeah. February of twenty five. Yeah, like
1: they'll like they'll name they'll name right. their staffs soon.
0: Yeah, it's going to be seven games in nine days. Uh, You're saying Boston in the states, Montreal in Canada. Yeah, Those that's my uh yeah the two locations, and then the Olympics in 26 in Milan, it looks like in 30 in Nice, France, not official just yet. But it's good to see they worked it out too, Gary, because I think over the years, you know, there was always – one of the things Gary Bettman made sure to say, you know, kind of pointing out to the owners, the owners, the NHL owners are not on the hook for any of the major costs for this to happen. You know, they worked it out with the IHF. There were a lot of hurdles to kind of, I guess, jump over, but they were able to do that.
1: You know, I read read some notes about, you know, oh, like, look at all that's been missed – uh, because Gary Bettman uh, hasn't wanted to pay for. Well, it, Gary Bettman works for 32 owners. It's a yeah. business like any other. Um, you know, listen, I, I I got to go to Sochi and and watch the tournament, and it, it was fascinating. It was great to watch. It was really fun, and I think it is really good for the game and draws better attention to it. But you know, there, there were business considerations that needed to be cleared up and you know the ioc has finally you know kind of come to the table in the sense that they're going to let the nhl use highlights they're going to you know you don't see any clips from the the past the past olympics because the nhl doesn't have access to it the ioc holds on to it and they don't share it so uh, there's going to be more of that and then yeah the double ihf they benefit more than anybody else from having uh, the NHL players there, so they're they're going to pay for the cost. We well, have
0: two minutes left. I sure. Want to just touch on the LA Kings and yeah. Todd McClellan? They started the season twenty-seven yeah. and four. They've lost fourteen of sixteen since they won his last game as coach. Yeah, just it, the last week in Nashville. But uh, he's he's let go, and Jim Hiller bumped up from the assistant to the head job.
1: Yeah, he it, Todd McClellan's not the guy that didn't get a, a number one goalie there, and he's not the guy that traded uh, Iafalo and. Uh, um, uh, his name eludes uh, uh, me for a second here. Velarde. Uh, Velarde to, yep. uh, to Winnipeg for uh, for Pierre-Luc Dubois, who's been an unmitigated bust to this point. I, I, I won't pretend I don't like Todd. I do. Yeah, I've known him for, for quite a while. I think he's a really good NHL coach. Uh, I do think Jim Hiller is going to do a good job. Guy's been around for a while. He's worked under Todd. He's worked under uh uh Mike Babcock, he's uh had real success uh in junior hockey as well. So I wish Jim all the best. Uh but uh um I think Todd paid the price for uh for some organizational uh, uh failure there in LA and you know I, I listen I still think that's a really good roster. Uh we'll see what yeah. they can do at the deadline uh to try and get back in the mix. But uh right now they're a wild card team and I, I actually I don't see the top three in the Pacific changing. I think those three teams are going to be, it's going to be Vancouver, uh, Vegas, and Edmonton. I'm not sure of the, of the order of finish. You know, I think Vegas and Edmonton are going to want to have something to say about that, but, Uh, I don't think L.A. is getting back out of the wild card picture.
0: And they're on their bye right now. Kings don't play till February the 10th. Uh, Quick uh, best wishes to Landy McDonald, the Hall of Famer, had a cardiac incident uh, coming back from the All-Star game. Looks like he's uh, on the road to recovery in hospital in Calgary. Of course, Golden Knights tomorrow. Edmonton Oilers. uh, It'll be, of course, right here on Fox Sports Las Vegas with uh, Dan and Gary. TV side on ESPN+. But catch the pregame show on Script Sports at 6:30 tomorrow as the Golden Knights take on the Edmonton Oilers, trying to end what is right now a 16-game winning streak for the Oilers. Thanks to everybody uh, for helping us out here today. We thank Dick Iqwa for joining us as well. Dave Grocer Gary Wallace saying good afternoon from our studios here in downtown Tremorlin on Fox Sports, Las Vegas.